You're listening to the N2K Space Network. This episode is brought to you by Palo Alto Networks, the leader in cybersecurity. As AI-driven attacks increase, organizations can't afford to have network security that's stuck in the past. Discover how Palo Alto Networks can help you predict what's coming and proactively secure against it with a zero-trust, AI-powered network security platform built to secure whatever, whenever, wherever. To learn more, visit paloaltonetworks.com slash network security platform. There's been so much attention on SpaceX over the last few years that it's easy to forget that there are other commercial space operators that are launching at a regular rate. Of course, the biggest of these is Rocket Lab, and they're not just operating out of the US. They're lifting off from opposite sides of the Earth, and they're adopting reusable methods as well. Watch out, Elon, and happy 40th launch to the Electron. T-minus. 20 seconds to LOS, Today is August the 24th, 2023. I'm Alice Carruth and this is T-Minus. Rocket Lab celebrates its 40th electron launch. North Korea's spy satellite fails to reach orbit. Space imagery company Heyo raises 8 million US dollars in a Series A round. And our guests today are Giulia Samalzo and Salvatore Granano from the Italian trade agency on their new accelerator program, Space It Up. Stay with us for that one. On to today's intelligence briefing. It's all cheers and excitement here at T-Minus as we join Rocket Lab in celebrating the 40th launch of their Electron rocket. It's no small feat, I'm sure you'd agree. Rocket Lab successfully hoisted a dedicated Electron rocket for Capella Space from its New Zealand launch site. The launch demonstrated several significant milestones for Rocket Lab's reusable program an ocean splashdown of the Electron rocket's first stage and a successful flight of a pre-flown 3D-printed Rutherford engine for the first time. You've got to love Rocket Lab's fun mission names because We Love the Nightlife had us all disgoing to the Alicia Bridges classic of the similar title. The Electron transported and deployed Capella Space's next-generation Acadia satellite for its synthetic aperture radar constellation to a 640-kilometre circular low-Earth orbit. Congrats, team. Earlier this week, we mentioned that North Korea was planning another satellite launch, and it seems that they met their intended schedule with a liftoff earlier today that once again ended in failure. North Korean state media reported that the rocket booster experienced a problem with its third stage. This is the second attempt by North Korea to place a military spy satellite in orbit this year, violating UN sanctions that are currently in place on the country. State media is also reporting that the space agency is planning to try a third attempt in October. India is riding the wave of yesterday's successful touchdown on the lunar south pole, 
The mission is expected to last a further 13 Earth days and once returned to terra firma, the Indian Space Research Organization will turn its attention to its next moon mission. ISRO is working in partnership with Japan's Aerospace Exploration Agency, also known as JAXA, to launch the Lunar Polar Exploration Mission, known as LUPEX. LUPEX will also be an uncrewed lunar lander and rover mission to the moon's South Pole and is not expected to be launched until 2026. Across India, celebrations have been held to mark the success of Chandrayaan-3 and one caught our eye as leading the charge for the future of space in the country. IIT Hyderabad's team partnered with Blue Block School to create a state-of-the-art space lab which opened at the same time as Chandrayaan-3's landing. As the world celebrated the Vikram lander's success, students at Blue Blocks landed their prototype of the Vikram lander and operated their replica rover in the space lab. They even used their rover prototype to cut the ribbon for the opening. Way to inspire the next generation. Satellite and ground communications company SES is partnering with we are IT to deliver connectivity services via the SES9 satellite to 43 Filipino Commission election offices. We are IT plans to use SES9 to increase connectivity for government operations and digital services in remote regions of the Philippines. Australian startup HEO has raised 8 million US dollars in a Series A funding round. HEO plans to use the capital to build its space situational awareness services. HEO's original mission was to track asteroids, but the founders of the company realised that there were opportunities in satellite-to-satellite imagery. HEO offers fly-by inspections of satellites and debris objects. The Sydney-based company relies on partner companies to host its software platform on their imaging satellites. HEO currently works with US-based Satellogic, and Tokyo-based Axel Space. The head of the Australian Space Agency, Enrico Palermo, says that the agency is proud to be collaborating with HEO. Palermo said, quote, Their revolutionary satellite inspection technology is enhancing our understanding of space debris, satellite movements and potential threats. US-based in-space infrastructure services company Momentus has signed a contract with Spanish company FOSA Systems to provide hosted payload services starting in 2024. The hosted payloads will complement FOSA's existing IoT satellite constellation with additional capacity and serve as a technology demonstrator platform independent of future satellite launches FOSA has scheduled for 2024 and 2025. This isn't a new partnership between the companies. Momentus provided orbital delivery services to FOSA in the inaugural mission of Figuride in 2022 and most recently provided mission management and integration support for the launch of the FOSA-SAT Ferox satellite in June of this year. Italian-based SAB Launch Services is exploring ways that its IOSHEX orbital vehicle could partner with the European Space Agency's Space Rider vehicle. ESA's Space Rider is an uncrewed robotic lab that plans to stay in low Earth orbit for about two months at a time to host experiments in microgravity. At the end of its mission, Space Rider will return to Earth with its payloads and land on a runway to be unloaded and refurbished for another flight. SAB's IOSHEX is a multi-purpose orbital vehicle, and SAB is looking to see if once it completes its primary mission as a rideshare payload adapter, the vehicle could be used to conduct secondary missions. 
SAB's IOSHEC Space Rider Interoperability Demonstration Mission concept is currently being pursued as part of ESA's Future Launchers Preparatory Program. The Space Foundation's Commerce Institute has announced that it's partnering with the Netherlands Ministry of Foreign Affairs to support and promote the Dutch space sector in the US. We will be learning more about what that partnership looks like in our interview today with the Italian trade agency about their Space It Up Accelerator program, which is also in partnership with the Space Foundation. concludes our Intel briefing for today. You can find links to all the stories we've covered in this episode in our show notes at space.n2k.com. We've included a few extra, one on astronaut Frank Rubio and another from the UN called a lexicon for outer space security. Hey T-Miners crew, on Thursdays we sit down with industry experts in a segment called Industry Voices, all about the groundbreaking new products, services and businesses emerging around the world. Every guest on Industry Voices has paid to be here. We hope you'll find it useful to hear directly from businesses about the challenges they're solving and how they're doing it. Today, you'll hear from Giulia and Salvatore from the Italian Trade Agency about their new accelerator program, Space It Up. Visit space.n2k.com forward slash ITA to learn more. Imagine a world where you're always one step ahead of cyber threats, where your defenses are impenetrable because you see what others don't. Welcome to Team Cymru's Threat Intelligence Solutions. With real-time access to the world's largest threat intelligence data ocean, they enable you to turn the tables on attackers. Transform your security from reactive to proactive through accelerated threat hunting and incident response, made possible through automation. Empower your team with visibility and insights to start defending your organization like never before. Team Cymru. Be the hunter, not the hunted. Learn more at team-cymru.com slash cyberwire. That's team-cymru.com slash cyberwire. Our guests today are Giulia Salmasso and Salvatore Grinano from the Italian Trade Agency. I started by asking them to tell us more about the mission of the Italian Trade Agency in the US. I am uh, Giulia Salmaso. I am Marketing and Promotion Officer at the Italian Trade Agency Houston office. Italian Trade Agency is the, the promotional agency of the Italian government throughout the world. We got more than 70 offices, and I'm saying 70, not 17. So basically all the world is covered by our mission. And we're basically a business development unit spread out throughout the world to, you know, let the world know what is the true made in Italy. And while it's relatively easy to promote the food, Italian food, Italian fashion, that kind of made in Italy, you should know that the Made in Italy runs for engineering and innovation and technical sector like aerospace. This is why we actually made up a 
campaign entitled There is a lot of space in Italy because this is the whole message that we really want to communicate to the U.S. and in general throughout the world. So there is a lot of space. So Italy is actually one of the major players globally in the aerospace sector. And unfortunately, uh, there's still a lot of people that doesn't know, is not aware of our role, the role of Italy in, in the world, in the aerospace sector. So here we are. <laughs> I'm Salvatore Grignano, Marketing and Promotion Officer at the Italian Trade Agency here at the Houston office. I just want to add that um, despite the fact that Italy has been in space since the beginning, we were the third country sending a satellite in space right after the U.S. and and the Russian, we're still surprised to see people that are in this industry. I'm not talking about people that belong to a different industry. When we go to trade show, asking us, oh, is what Italy's doing? I didn't know Italy was so big in, in space. And that really surprised us. But it shows us there is opportunities for communicators and agencies like ours to spread the world and, and, and to convey the message that Italy is not just food, fast car, and fashion, but it's also engineering, propulsion system, and satellites as well. Absolutely. Can you tell us about some of the companies you've been working with as the Italian trade agency and what it is you've been doing to help promote them in the U.S.? Our attention as a trade agency is always on, on the startups or the small medium enterprise. We always try to help the company that they don't have enough resources, sometimes in terms of uh, manpower or budget in marketing to market their presence in the U.S. Uh, market. This is why some of the effort has been in supporting startups uh, and, and for that matter, we are launching in September the first acceleration program for space startups here in the U.S. We're going to host this five-week acceleration program in collaboration with the Italian Space Agency and Space Foundation in Houston. And it's going to be the first of a kind and hopefully the first of many years to come because the main idea is try to build a pipeline of talent from Italy that they come over here, connect with the U.S. market, and in the future, since we are a company to help them become an international company, help them establish themselves with a branch here in the U.S. and tackle the market and be successful. So as you guys have mentioned it, you've got this incredible event coming up called Space It Up. How did this come about? What was the thought process behind this event and this accelerator program? Well, actually, it comes a long way. So we hosted here in Houston the Texas leg of a program called Global Startup Program run by the Ministry of Foreign Affairs that for four years in a row actually brought to the United States more than 50 startups. And we accelerated for four years in a row a different kind of startup of all the possible sector. But being here in Houston and being the aerospace ecosystem here, one of our specific assets of our office, we decided to, you know, to run an acceleration program vertical on aerospace all on our own. So this is going to be a pioneering <laughs> experiment and acceleration program where actually we're the... Mm, 
the major player. We are the, 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 the promoting office. We are the one that created it. It's our baby. And we are very, very proud of that. We got a great partner in this, that is Space Foundation and the Italian Space Agency itself. So it's going to be something big. We're excited. As Salvatore, my colleague, mentioned, we are very, very proud of the six startups that we have selected. So we're, <laughs> you know, creating an interesting program with visit with, you know, workshop, with pitch night, with networking event, and really want to involve everything and try to engage not only the Houston community, but also all the aerospace community throughout the U.S. because we're digital, aren't we? So we can reach basically all the United States. What is the involvement of the Space Foundation in this project? Our relationship with Space Foundation goes back to the 2018, since we started as Italian trade agency attending the uh, space symposium in Colorado Springs. And then we developed actually a, a business relationship that this year has uh, produced. As a first child, Spazio web series. So we're running our own web series regarding all the Italian achievement in the aerospace since the beginning of the space race until now. And then we decided to run this uh, acceleration program and being a governmental agency, we have to open uh, a call for a bid and Space Foundation was the one who won actually, uh, with a very, very interesting acceleration program, um, challenging, and this is it. So we trust them, they trust us. So it always starts with persons, right? And then it developed as a business relation. Salvatore, can you tell me a little bit about the companies that you guys have selected for this program? We have six companies, uh, and they span from companies that are focus on propulsion system like uh, T4i, for example, all the way to companies that are focused on a downstream part of space like NABU, which they use satellite information to help farmers farming in around the world. So thanks to their technology, they will be able to be more efficient, you know, save water, be more eco-friendly and have a better crop. And then we have, uh, as you can imagine, uh, satellite companies and earth observation with uh, archive dynamics. So it's going to be a good mix of startups. We try to cover a broad spectrum of technology uh, because we want to be sure we connect also with uh, other parts of the United States, not only Houston, because space is spread out all over the United States. In order to do that, I just want to add that we are getting into a platform that is called Village Inside. We're building our village. So we're going to try to build a community. So when the program is going to be over, hopefully the community will still be there. We can still be able to engage. And we will still be able to keep the attention on these technologies that might in the future going to change the way we approach to space. What is it really that the trade agency is trying to get out of this program? Alice, actually, our six startups have six different levels of evolution, okay? Uh, uh, they 
are at a different stage. So some of them need validation. Some of them are uh, on a different stage, like for instance, T4I is so well developed that they have already decided that they're going to open a location in the United States. So they're just, you know, uh, trying to understand the right state the right proposition, right? And some of them need maybe just to understand how is the U.S. market. So actually, it, it depends what, what they want. Usually, it's a 360-degree uh, acceleration program, and it's very customized. This is why it's difficult to tell. But one thing we can say that after those six weeks, they will certainly have the U.S., in their future, at their horizon. So this is what we're trying to introduce to them, and this is what they will get home. How do companies find out more about the Space Up Accelerator program, and how can they get more involved in helping Italian companies progress here in the U.S.? Well, very simply, we do have a landing page (laughs) where you can find actually all the information and also the the pitch, the elevator pitch of all the six startups, itahouston.com slash spaceitup23. It's very easy, actually. Very easy to find more information. As soon as we got the, the platform with the digital uh, community, with our digital village, I think that all the mentors, the possible mentors, and the wannabe mentors could actually engage in the community and, you know, talk digitally talk uh, with the startups uh, by himself. I would like to add that you can always look up for the ITA Houston on, on LinkedIn or on, on the other social media. Uh, reach out to us. Uh, and if you are in Houston, come meet us. We, we try to participate to all the innovation events that are here in town. We try to stay in touch with the community. Uh, so look out for me, for Julia, the ITA. We are looking for for people that want to join our community, because this is what it's going to be all about. Building a community of U.S. space expert and innovation expert, as well as Italian expert in innovation, or European for that matter, or whoever wants to join of that party. I mean, we're not going to discriminate anybody. Also, look out for the Italian National Space Day, which is going to be in December. We're going to have a big event in Washington, D.C., So if you ever want to come and connect with the Italian space industry in general, not just the startups, they're going to be with us at Space It Up or mingle with us in other trade show, we're going to have a a dedicated day for the Italian space industry. And it's going to be in December. So December 14, mark your calendar. If you're in D.C. or you're willing to come to D.C., we host a special event dedicated to Italian space. If I can add something, I just would like to leave you with this message. Next time you are attending a space conference and by chance you you see the Italian side somewhere, please don't be surprised anymore because Italy has always been part of the aerospace system. We'll be back. 
with over 8,000 threat hunters analyzing over 65 trillion signals daily, Microsoft works tirelessly with the federal government to keep our nation's data secure. This 30-plus year partnership is driving mission innovation that is secure by design. Whether optimizing your existing defenses or tackling advanced threats with AI, Microsoft gives you the intelligence and the automation you need to defend at mission scale. Let's work together to stay ahead of emerging threats and secure your mission anywhere. Learn more at aka.ms slash fedcyber. That's aka.ms slash fedcyber. Welcome back. Anyone who knows me knows that I love a space telescope. I've helped curate art shows on images from the Hubble, some of which are printed up to eight feet in size on my wall. James Webb images regularly reduce me to tears, and I'm super pumped about its successor, the Nancy Grace Roman Space Telescope. The telescope is currently under construction, and the team has recently shared some updates and photographs. You can see them in our show notes. The joint NASA-ESA team has started integrating and testing the spacecraft's electrical cabling, or its nervous system, to enable different parts of the observatory to communicate with one another. The nervous system, known as the harness, provides power and helps the central computer monitor the observatory's function with an array of sensors. Some fun facts about the Roman. The harness weighs about 1,000 pounds. It's made up of approximately 32,000 wires and 900 connectors. And if the wires were laid out end-to-end, they would span 45 miles. Directed upward, they would reach eight times higher than the peak of Mount Everest. Super cool. The current updates bring the mission a step closer to surveying billions of cosmic objects and untangling deep space mysteries. The Roman telescope will map the universe with colossal amounts of data and scientists hope it will answer questions about dark matter. It's currently set to be launched by May of 2027. That's it for T-Miners for August the 24th, 2023. For additional resources from today's report, check out our show notes at space.n2k.com. We're privileged that N2K and podcasts like T-Miners are part of the daily routine of many of the most influential leaders and operators in the public and private sector, from the Fortune 500 to many of the world's preeminent intelligence and law enforcement agencies. This episode was mixed by Elliot Peltzman and Trey Hester with original music and sound design by Elliot Peltzman. Our executive producer is Brandon Calf. Our chief intelligence officer is Eric Tillman. And I'm Alice Carruth. Thanks for listening. Listener.